And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, November 10th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. We do that because Mark and I are both certified financial planners. We have sat for that nasty exam. We'll keep doing our continuing education because we never want to have to sit for the exam again. I might be like 82 years old and still taking my continuing ed mark. It, it, it just may be that I want that mark so desperately. Did you get invited to the Certified Financial Planner annual something or other? I did. And I thought it was like a nice thing. I'm like, oh, I'm getting invited to this thing. And then I saw they want money. It's like $1,000 a ticket. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. But thanks for the invite anyway. That's not exactly an invitation. It's more like a solicitation. Good luck to the friends over there at the Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards. They're wonderful folks, and I'm very delighted to have my designation. And that designation does mean that when you guys give us a holler, Mark and I are incredibly interested in your larger life story because that's kind of the practice of being a CFP. Like You're doing financial planning, but it is about an individual, the family's needs that they are articulating, and then creating a plan of action that helps them succeed in whatever they want to do. So if you want to do something different, you want to try to make a big change in your life, you want to shift careers, you want to go back to school, you want to sell your house, whatever it is, give us a shout. Go to jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. By doing so, you'll complete a form. That is an email. If you want to come on the air, check that box. While you're on the website, please sign up for the free weekly newsletter. We are within striking distance of a very important threshold goal that I set for Mark a while back. And also, if you're on the website, you can buy my book, The Great Money Reset, because there I outline 10 bold steps to turn chaos into opportunity. Okay, today we are going to do emails, and we are starting with one from Anonymous. Such a common name. Wow. Um, Okay. Hi, Jill. I have a question, which so many people have. From an old job at an old school media company, my husband has a small pension. He's 56, and the offer is a $50,000 lump sum payment versus a $566 a month pension benefit, which would begin at age 65. We have to make this decision, oh, shortly. I thought that taking the monthly option would be safer, but being a media company, could we guarantee that they'll be around in 30 years? I would say no. I might agree with that, actually. 
Okay, if we put $50,000 in an IRA and choose Vanguard index funds, would that be a better option? Is there a standard formula for this kind of thing? Mark, when I ask you these pension questions, do you have a standard uh, website or app that you use for a pension determination? I mean, there's calculators online. She can put this into an online calculator and it'll spit out various scenarios. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about Anonymous. They're going to get uh, the maximum Social Security, about $4,000 each. Husband will have $2,100 a month in pension from another company that will begin at age 60. I will have a $1,000 monthly pension, 401ks, little over a million, Roth, 30000 brokerage, 80000 You know what, Anonymous? I'm going to take the lump sum. I really will. It's not enough money that even if the math doesn't work, the risk of being in a company that might just, it's not that they're going to collapse the program, but that the program could get worse over time. So I'm going to pick the lump sum. I say yes. Uh, Mark, do you agree with that? Yeah, especially if, like she says, the company's on, you know, not the uh, most stable ground in the world. Plus, they're going to have $3,000 a month already in pension income. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot. Go for it, Anonymous. Well done. Congratulations. All right. Brian's 29 years old and he says, I'm thinking about investing slash trading at home as a second job. Do you have any advice on how and where to start? For example, what kind of research should I be doing? How much money should I start investing with? Uh, Well, Brian, let me give you the most important fact that I can state clearly. I don't think this is a second job. Do you want to start investing and trading as like a, an avocation? Let's see if you're any good at it first. So let's take 5% of your investable assets. So if you have $100,000, right, you can take 5000 and begin the process of educating yourself. It starts with just reading financial media like Bloomberg or Wall Street Journal or Financial Times. And you can go deeper by going into next level stuff, which is let me look at some research that's out there. There's so much information, but I'm wondering... Why are we thinking about this? I think this is really mostly about you having an avocation, not that you really want a second job, but I'd love to know more about you. I wouldn't do a Robin Hood app. I wouldn't do anything like that. I really want to know more about you. And trading, this is not a hobby in some respects. Think of it more like you're going to the casino and you want to learn how to, you're going to teach yourself how to play craps, figure out the amount of money you can lose and let's start from there. But I don't even think you should do it, but let's I don't want to discourage people from trading per se, since that is a business that I'm familiar with and I grew up in that business, but it is a terrible um, way to spend time when you're losing money. It is awfully fun when you're making money. When it's all going against you, you're not going to feel good. Do you have anything to add to that trader, uh, Mark Mark Talercio? No, I was just wondering if at his first job, he's, you know, doing what he should be doing with the retirement account and all that stuff. I hope that you have um, your six to 12 months of your emergency reserve. You've paid down all of your debt and you're maxing out your your retirement account and not just to the match, maxing out. So if you're 29 years old and you're putting away 22.5 into that retirement account, great. Let's talk about your investing. Otherwise, I don't know. Oh boy. We're going to start getting a lot of these questions. This is the the subject. Bond index fund. When will it improve? Sad face. Brandon says... I've had shares of a bond index fund for almost four years. I started in February in 2020 with a few thousand dollars invested. I put another large chunk in since then, plus quarterly investments. 
And the fund has done terribly. Yes, I know, because uh, my understanding was that bonds are safe investment. A bond index might re- average 1% to 2% return annually or at least break even. I brought it the wrong time. I don't want to sell at a loss, even if impro- if markets improve and I get back to something close to 1% to 2% return annually. Does this mean it could be 8 to 10 years before I even get back to my principal that I've invested in the fund, assuming I don't continue to invest? Is that how the math works? Am I missing something? Mark? What should we tell Brandon about the losses in his bond fund? Because I think Brandon is asking a question that everybody's asking. It's not pretty if you own bond funds right now. No. I mean, you are reinvesting your shares at lower levels. And presumably, um, you know, the last two years have been crap. They're just crap. But it's one of the things that um, I think is like a big advantage of buying an individual bond. Because, of yes, the value fluctuates. But when the bond is redeemed, you get all your money back no matter what. Um, you know, it's tough for me to give you the advice without knowing what else is in here. Let me ask you this. If this, let's let's presume, I don't know if this is in a retirement account or a non-retirement account. If it's a non-retirement account, could there be a case for selling it, taking a loss, taking the money out and buying a 10-year treasury? And even maybe that's just, you know, maybe an individual bond would be better for you emotionally to absorb losses. I think you all are going to feel a lot better after our guest, Kathy Jones from Charles Schwab, comes back on the air and talks us through the bond market. She did a good job last year and she was kind of right last year because things like they were rotten, but it kind of improved between the time she we, she was on and the end of the year. But here we are all over again. So I'd love let's let's defer to the expert. Okay, before we finish up, one more email. Mark promises me this is going to make me feel good. And so I am always happy to end on a good note. This is from Jen, who writes, Hi, I love your shows. They're on the short list of things I listen to every week. Thank you both. That's you, Mark, for all that you do. I just listened to my most recent Jill on Money podcast, which was entitled Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mark, great title, by the way. Jill, I think you did an amazing job of tailoring your tone to her situation. I admire how well you balance how you interact with each caller for their personality and situation. And I'm so impressed with how the caller is handling everything that's going on. She's an absolute rock star. And if there's any way to pass that along to her, please do so. I was in a position about a decade ago where I was caring for my terminally ill mother, with a husband who was functional but had significant mental illness. So while my situation is not exactly the same, I can very much identify with where she is and that stage of life where you feel like you're hanging on by a thread all the time and can't handle anything else. Yet the challenges just keep coming and you have to find ways to deal with them. She's doing an absolutely incredible job. She mentioned that she misses her yard. I don't know if there's a way to do this, but I would love to send her a few hundred dollars earmarked for some planter boxes and plants and supplies or some other treat for herself. I picked up an extra work shift this week, and I would love to be able to do something, albeit small, for her while she's doing so much for those around her. You're welcome to pass along my email address, and I can connect with her directly. Or just let me know if there's a better way to do this through you guys that would maintain her privacy. And if it doesn't work, no worries. I just know it's so important to do things for yourself when you can, when you're giving so much of yourself to those around you. Thank you both again and for putting these shows out every week and for everything you do to help all of us. Jen. 
Wow. I I mean, listen, gang, that's why I end the show with the with those, you know, pleas to do something nice for someone else. You know, we talked about that during the pandemic when we started doing the show daily about reaching out and making sure that people aren't alone. You don't know what someone is going through, right? You know, you walk on the street. Sometimes I think about this. I'm walking the dogs in the park and I see someone who's totally fabricant, which is Yiddish for just like in a sourpuss, has a sourpuss. You know, I think to myself, why? It's like such a beautiful day. You know, why you look like, but I don't know what's going on for that person. And we need to actually be a little bit more expansive in our ability to just hold people when they need us to hold them. Sometimes you don't know it. And so I think collectively as a community, this has been just such a wonderful space where we can hold each other. And I am grateful for that. I really am. And I thank you, Jen. And I thank you to anyone who has um, been reaching out and talking about these kinds of things. And so just know that we are here for you as a community. Mark and I are here for you. If you have financial questions, all you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. So on Fridays, I do a little gratitude. I say our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talersia, the guy who does put this show together every single day among his five other jobs that he has. He is the executive producer. He is the king of all things web. And we are distributed by Odyssey. So as I like to remind you, do something nice for someone else today, even if it's just sending a message like that into the universe, thinking about that person who's dealing with so much, reaching out to somebody who you haven't spoken to in a while, who maybe has gone through a rough thing. Maybe they've lost somebody. I was just talking about this with somebody recently that who lost her sister. And she goes, you know, it's weird. Like people kind of forget it. It's like your sister. It's not your spouse. It's not your parent. It's not your kid. It's not, you know, thank God. But it's like you lose a sibling. It's like that connection to your family of origin and how important it has been for, for her to have people reach out. So reach out to somebody who maybe has gone through a rough time, reach out to somebody just because you can. Please do that. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.